Welcome to episode 54 of Pineapples and Thorns. I'm Kat, and with me tonight is Fado. How are you doing, hey. Fado? Hey, I'm fine. Um, it's It's been a long time coming. I finally deposed Peter, um, but <laughs> here I am. Yep, yeah, I mean, look out for the knives. They're coming for you, too. This is uh, our, our first show without our beloved Peter, so he's uh, down in Arizona getting ready to golf. Yeah, I mean... That really is what happens, right? They retire, they go play golf right. in this valley of the sun. <laughs> and here I am expecting snow this week, so <laughs> Yeah. We had a we had a great great Discord conversation with Joel about this about twenty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay, I'm gonna jump right into CFF news. This is uh new for me, so bear with me. Uh SCCWL, Red Thorn stayed in Champs three. It was a pretty good week. We got a a few really good wars and seemed to hold our own, stayed kind of in the middle. There was a one clan that just was crushing it. I, I know they were like heads and tails past the rest of us. So And then uh, TGF Rising promoted to Champs 3, so kudos to them. Hey, I don't think we've ever had two clans and champs at the same time, have we? I don't think so, so it should be interesting next month. Maybe, maybe we could match. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the Rated stayed in Masters 3. Shiny Gemeralds promoted to Crystal 2, so good on all of them. And upcoming CFF events, we've got the Clone Wars on May the 4th, and that's brought to us by Sky Barker Productions, <laughs> Jess and Barky. <laughs> so the fun part about this is you attack, and then the person you attack must use the comp that they were attacked with on their second hit. And same with everybody, so whoever attacks you, whatever comp they use, You've got to go back and use that comp, exact same comp, so on your second a, hit. A quick question on that: Do they have to? Mm-hmm. Do people have to get their first hits in in a specified amount of time? Uh, I would imagine that it's probably going to be first attacks must be within the first twelve hours, and then second hits within the last twelve. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the last rule breaker in a CFF event or got their hands chopped off or something, right? <laughs> off with his head. Yeah, he'll never live that down. <laughs> uh, June 9th. The CFF is going to be hosting the 69 event, so stay tuned for details on that one. It's an 18 and over family. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> oh, it's like it's just, oh, we're losing it. And on Monday this past week, Redthorn spun a 50 Town Hall 15 war. So that was a lot of fun. It was just happened out of the blue. Uh, we had some special guests come over for that. MB67 and Bassin Baker from Majerian Army. Uh, ODS from... Trilla Tavitan, I think Valcone Barberi also joined us, and Darth Yoda, Hizzle, Main Event, and Mara from SOG. So it was a lot of fun. We got trounced. It was just, it was, yeah, it was embarrassing, but we matched a, a really good clan, and the final score ended up being 117 to 104, but it was still a lot of fun. So that was, that was our week. So, and I'm going to just jump right into our guests because we have two very special guests with us tonight. Darth Yoda and Call Me T from Sons of Guns. It's great to have you both here. Welcome. And not only welcome to the show, but welcome to the CFF. SOG is now officially part of the Clash Files family. So congratulations and welcome. Thank you. Super excited. Ever yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, happy awesome. to be part of CFF. Right. And maybe it was your influence that got us to have a 69 event. And we're, we're going <laughs> to figure out what this is all about. Maybe it's about percentages. Maybe it's about mm-hmm. something you know, a little different. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Fiddle, you're up. 
Yep, I am up. So, and and I am awake, Cat. I am awake. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Yoda and T. Um, I'll. St- I I don't know which one to address first. I could go alphabetically. I can go what's right in front of me. Um, but I'd like you each to give us a brief clash history. How about I call on Yoda? Why don't you tell us how you started playing? Um, how many accounts you play? Where town halls you're at? Um, and you know where where are they? Like what? What clans are they in? Um, and how you found your way into the Clash Files family, please. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually started playing Clash. Uh, I, I think I pr- I just came up on my third year anniversary playing because I actually started during during COVID, and I was just kind of, I you know, I, I was at home. All of my stores, I work in retail, and all of my stores were, were closed down, so didn't really have a lot to do during the lockdown. So I was looking for a new game to play. And just kind of stumbled stumbled upon Clash, just kind of randomly searching, and I I had never even heard of it before. So about three years ago, almost to the day, I uh, I downloaded the game. Uh, like a lot of people, I I started with uh, with my family, but it was kind of in reverse order from what you typically hear. Um, I was the one who started playing Clash, and I got my wife and my son to start playing as <laughs> as well. Um, and we started our own our own clan, and just kind of kind of took off from there. Um, fast forward to today. Um, my counts, I have three Town Hall 15s, um, one that's maxed, uh, one that's pretty close to max, and then one I kind of just use as a, as a donator account. Um, I also have a Town Hall 14 that I'm in the process of maxing, and I have a Town Hall 9 uh, that's super close to being maxed as, as well. Um, as far as how I found my way to the CFF, I have actually been hanging out, uh, you know, prior to, you know, SOG officially joining I'd been hanging out in the CFF for probably a year and a half, um, you know, just doing various events and, and things like that. And, you know, of course, I, I've always been a fan of the, the podcast as well. Um, so I've actually been hanging out and got to know a lot of people in the CFF for probably about a, a year and a half or so ago. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fantastic, man. Super, super glad to be here. I'm really proud that SOG is now a part of the CFF as well. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Darth Yoda. I've got, I have a follow-up for you. I'm sorry, T. I don't mean to step on your time, but please take it. How on earth do you have all maxed accounts within three years? Is that really (laughs) the impact of the reduced upgrade times at lower levels? My goodness. Oh, maybe maybe it might be something a little different. mm. But (laughs) go ahead, Yoda. Yeah, it was it was funny because I was getting ready to say I could probably have T answer that question for me, but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i i so surprisingly i actually maxed uh, a, an account town hall 14 was the max at the time and i went from scratch to a completely maxed account in, in 18 months uh and i did wow. it from yeah i did it from following t's rush guide um and spending an ungodly amount of money <laughs> <laughs> is your wife a listener of this podcast like is this going to be news <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, eight, 18, 18 months following the strategic rush guide and spending a, a good bit of money. <laughs> well, good. Uh, we're glad to have you and glad to have you at a max. Um, T, how about your history? Uh, okay. So I actually played Clash way, way back in the day, uh, like 2013-ish, somewhere around there when Town Hall 9 was the max. Um, I played through some of Town Hall 10, didn't super enjoy it because the timers were just like crazy. Uh, and then I quit. Right around when Town Hall 11 came out, um, I, I don't remember exactly the specifics, but like I never even played in Town Hall 10. I, I quit before then. 
Um, and I just like I didn't really like how the direction of the game was going. It was right around when Supercell nerfed farming and they like did their little push to try and make it so you had to try and use full armies to get the loot bonus. And I was like, that is not at all why I play this game. <laughs> like, I, I liked farming. Like, I'm the, one of the weirdos that like likes doing barge attacks and likes doing <laughs> hundreds of attacks a, a season. So for me, I was like, no, I'm out. So then fast forward to about 2019, I was playing Brawl Stars and I found this guy online named Dusk and I had been a proponent of rushing back in the day and nobody believed me. Everybody thought I was crazy. And this guy wrote a big um, document about like how he was rushing with one of his accounts with all his progress. And I was like, I knew it. I knew I was right. And so I started following his guide and he gave up right around when Town Hall 12 was the max and 13 was like on the horizon. So I started playing Clash again in August of 2019. Uh, interestingly enough, I also maxed my account in 18 months. Um, I only spent uh, gold pass and then I had a, I budgeted five to ten bucks a month in addition to the gold pass to buy very, very cheap book offers. And that was the only thing that I would be willing to buy. Um, except skins, which if you've ever heard me on any other podcast, you'll know I am a sucker for skins. So don't <laughs> don't blame me for that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I had maxed the Town Hall 13 in about 18 months. Uh, currently, I have a uh, everything max except walls Town Hall 15. I have an everything max except walls Town Hall 14. And then I have a permamax Town Hall 11. Um, so that's where I'm at. And then in, in terms of CFF, like I was good friends with uh, MB and I. Um, when she brought, uh, you know, the MA Army and um, that family to CFF, we had, you know, uh, Discord conversations about it and how she enjoyed her experience there. Um, not to talk about where she came from or where we came from, but uh, we had had a lot of discussions about it. And I had stayed where we were with Sons of Guns for um, other reasons. And then as we started to lose those reasons, uh, Darth Yoda and I and the rest of the, the co-leads at Sons of Guns, we kind of had a discussion. And every one of us that has had any interaction with CFF people, we've all had nothing but positive experiences. So you guys were like number one on our list of like where we would consider going. So if you guys didn't want us, we would have found another home. But like you guys were the first ones that we reached out to in the first place that we wanted to go. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, super glad to have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know, Cat isn't a presence in so many of these clans, and you know, she leaves her imprint everywhere, and <laughs> you know what I mean. And I'm I, I'm kind of being humorous, but I'm also being serious. Like, she represents the very best of the Clash Files family, and because she's in so many places, everyone is trying to live up to her standards. So, um, you know, it it is a testament to Cat and a lot of the leaders across the CFF that there are people like you that want to join. Even, you know, even in this late, late stage of the game or the right. present stage of the game. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out because not only Kat, but um, Fox as well. The two mm -hmm. of them were amazing at welcoming us, at supporting us in the things that we wanted to do. And so far we've had uh, like nothing but help and it's been great. And we're looking forward to all the stuff that we can bring in the future. Mm -hmm. Great. Really? So how did you guys come up with your count names? Uh, T, let's get you. Uh, so my, my, mine's very boring. I am terrible, absolutely terrible at naming my accounts, uh, <laughs> everywhere. Um, and I, I have one that I use like in MMOs and only MMOs. And then I, everywhere else I'm calling T <laughs> and it's because my first initial is T. 
Um, and I, that's actually the nickname that I go by with all of my friends. Like most of my friends call me T or they use my, my full name, but like I prefer T. So, uh, it was like, I originally had this name called just T except nobody would understand what that, what that meant and what it was for, or nobody would actually call me T. Everybody would be like, Oh, Hey, just, and I was like, that's not what I want. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'm just going to name myself what I want to be called. And then you can't imagine how many people still just are like, hey, call. And I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, Peter would have been excited to have to be part of this podcast because, you know, he is a big fan of golf. Mm -hmm. Golfers use so many T's. So mm -hmm. there's my dad joke for, my, you know, <laughs> so Cass, That's great. any old uh Face palm over there. So Darth Yoda, obviously you're a huge Star Trek fan, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my, I, this is actually the third iteration of my name. So when I originally downloaded the game, I did not think that I would be playing it three years later. I didn't think I would be playing it three hours later. <laughs> and so my my first name was just simply me. And that was <laughs> it. No talks <laughs> whatsoever. I was just me. <laughs> um, so once my, my wife and my son joined the game and we kind of started our own family clan, um, I changed my name. So my wife was, uh, well, let me back up. So at the time, the Mandalorian was just coming out with season one. Okay. <laughs> so my son's name was baby Yoda. My wife's name was mom Yoda and I was dad Yoda. All right. <laughs> so what, what ended up happening was, you know, after about three or four months, we we actually were pretty successful at, at growing that original clan, which was called Darth. And uh, so we ended up getting to around, you know, 40 active people in the clan. And uh, everybody started to shorten my name to Dad. <laughs> and it, it got super weird for me all the time. So I was like, ah, this isn't working for me. So at that point, I changed my name to, to Darth Yoda. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool oxymoron. If you, if there's any Star Wars fans out there, you probably understand what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I came up with it. It went from me to Dad Yoda to to Darth Yoda, and I've been Darth Yoda for the past good two and a half years. Excellent. That is the cutest story I've ever heard. I love every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did how did you guys come to be in Sons of Guns, and uh, what was the genesis of the name? Um, so I can probably take this one. So, uh, uh, okay. Sons of Guns existed for a very, very long time. Um, and it pre-existed both Yoda and I. When I first came back to the game in 2019, I actually joined Loot and Grind, which is now the feeder for Sons of Guns. Um, and I joined Loot and Grind when they were level two uh, as a clan. And they had one person who was Town Hall 12, which was the max at the time. And he had two Town Hall 12s. And he was, like, donating everything to every war. It was, like, crazy. And they were a maxing clan. They did not believe in rushing. And I do not know why they accepted me uh, at the time. Because <laughs> I was, like, two weeks into the account, and I was already Town Hall 9, and I was already working on my heroes. I already had uh, Barbarian King and uh, Archer Queen, like, sleeping 24-7. So I was like, I don't... I'm not really sure why they're like, oh, you know, we'll teach you to like max and like play the game the right way. And I was like, oh, ho. <laughs> little, little do you guys know. Um, and so two and a half months later, I had a max Town Hall 12 uh, Archer Queen. And they were like, wait a second, can you teach us? And, and so then I kind of converted Loot and Grind into being a very rush friendly um, clan. And so I kind of developed my strategic rush guide by 
people asking me like, what are you doing? How are you prioritizing things? And like, just the way my brain works, that's kind of like what we did. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we were having some struggles with like, we needed more people. We had like, we had a bunch of people that had like five alts, but we didn't really have that many people like actual accounts. So we only had maybe like 12 active people at the time. So we reached out to Sons of Guns. Um, Sons of Guns was in a very big Clash family, uh, and they were a pretty big clan. And they were already like level, I think they were. They might have been like level 19 by the time I joined. And so they saw some of my, my guides on Reddit. They saw some of my spreadsheets because I'm a spreadsheet maniac. And they were like, we would like to partner with this person. So we joined our two uh, clans together in December of uh, 2019 when Tunnel 13 came out. And then from there, uh, the leadership of Sons of Guns uh, were very much pro-maxing and did not like strategic rushing. And so there was a little bit of, hey, who's this new guy with these new ideas? And then they started to see the results that I was getting. And they started to be like, okay, we don't really want to do that. But like we see the plan. So that's kind of how the Sons of Guns is like a max clan. And loot and grind is like the strategic rushing. And they were like, oh, I get it. Like if we want active people to be maxed in a reasonable amount of time, this is what we have to do. So we kind of had this little dual partnership going. And then the leadership of Sons of Guns started to, you know, they started to retire. They've been playing for five, six years. Um, shout out to Gabe, the original uh, leader of Sons of Guns when I joined. And they uh, they started to, to back down and I started to promote some of our guys from Loot and Grind. So some of those guys are still with us today, like Cole, uh, Nova, uh, shout out to Toby, who no longer plays, but was also one of the original Loot and Grind guys that came up to Sons of Guns. So I, I can't really tell you where the name Sons of Guns came from, but I, I do know that a lot of the original guys were kind of let's just let's just say that they were fans of guns, literally fans of guns. They like to they like to go to like shooting ranges and that kind of thing, and and that's like where their name right. came from. Mm-hmm. Boy, when I hear you talk about loot and grind, like it took me about eight different times of hearing it to hear it as loot and grind and not some like really kick ass German clan name. <laughs> loot and grind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were times that we were debating like whether or not we should keep that 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 clan. And every time I was like, "Man, the name is too good. We can't, we can't we can't let that we can't let the name of that clan go. It's too good." Well, loot and grind doesn't seem to pair up well with rush people, does it? Well, that's what you're doing. You're looting and grinding. Yeah, there you Makes go. sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very literal name. I like. Well, that's like part of the reason why I joined it. I, I really like the name. So thanks for sharing a bit about the clan's history as well. Um, mm-hmm. So both you guys, you know, you both have 15s. Where, you know, is that your favorite to play? Or, you know, do you have a stop along your class journey that you actually liked better? Uh, let's go with Yoda on this one. Yeah, so, you know, Town Hall 15 is, is tough. We we all know that. I, I do think it's, you know, lately it's it's getting better. I'm seeing triple rates go up. Um, and I'm starting to enjoy more and more playing at Town, Town Hall 15. But... Right now, you know, my, my favorite town hall is, is, is definitely 14. Um, it was the first town hall that I, you know, I, I reached complete max at. And, um, you know, the, the, the triple rate, I mean, I know a lot of people say it was too easy, this and that. But, but for me, um, you know, I enjoyed the higher triple rate. I just got a better feel in playing the game. Um, and then, you know, when, when things would, like, for, and I, again, I still have a town hall 14, so I still play it. And when I don't triple, like, I immediately know why. Like, I can look at it and go, yep, this is why I didn't triple. And at, at 15, I'm, I'm getting there to be able to do that. It's gotten a lot better, but, I'm, but there's still times where I'll, I'll hit an attack 
and it will, you know, low percent two star. And I'm like, I didn't do anything different than I did the last time that I, I ran this attack on the same exact base. Um, so that could be a little frustrating. So I would, I would say definitely Town Hall 14 for me is my favorite. Yeah, T. Yeah, I know Yoda would know that my favorite was not Town Hall 9, which I'm just, <laughs> just shouting out our, our, uh, our internal document uh, of, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of uh, discussion about Town Hall 9. But I, I actually, I think my favorite Town Hall to play, now granted, I never really got to play any max Town Hall except for 13, 14, and 15, because those were the, the max when I was when I was playing, and I... I don't max, so obviously uh, those are the only ones. But I did really, really enjoy attacking as a Town Hall 11. Um, I think that's the most fun and the most success that I've had. I felt like at Town Hall 11, like if I didn't triple at Town Hall 11, I was mad at myself because I knew that one, I should have, two, I could have, and three, like I knew exactly what the mistake was, just like Yoda said. Like ex- I could pinpoint like the moment in the replay, the second where things went wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Town Hall 12, I, I felt was uh, okay. It was kind of similar to Town Hall 11, like the Gigabomb, I don't know, it was kind of like a boring thing to me to, to have to deal with. But uh, 14, <laughs> 14, I felt like was just, it was like a, like a carnival, right? Where it could be fun and it could be misery and it, it depended on the day. <laughs> uh, and um, 15, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with 15 because I'm not taking the time to practice as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like Yoda, like I'll get like a 60% two star with an attack that I'm confident on. And then the next time I'll like, be like, Oh, I messed this up. And then it triples. And I, mm-hmm. I don't really know the mechanics of like why I'm messing up at, at 15. But I think with a little time and a, a couple more updates, I think we'll, we'll be in a better place, uh, at tunnel 15. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, there's usually the, part of the attack where it goes wrong is when I hit that little attack button, but usually like my brain just turns into like mush. So, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, so I know Yoda, you've, you've come along really quickly, right? Um, I'm going to start with you on this along the way. Have you found a favorite army comp? Has it depended on the town hall? Like, or have you just been like, you know, I'm just 80% ground, 20% air, vice versa. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am definitely a hundred percent air. Um, I never bothered to to learn ground, and and again, coming up kind of the same way that that T did uh, with with rushing through everything. Um, it was just easier, right? It's easier to, to to farm. It was easier when my heroes were down to use air to still get that that two star. Um, so it's just been something I've always stuck with. Uh, as far as my my favorite comp, now you know this is not what I'm using today because it, it does not work at fifteen. Even though I've I've seen some videos try to push that it does. But of all time, my, my favorite attack is probably Clone Hydra. Um, at, at 14, it would just demolish bases. And, you know, mm-hmm. and when you, right, it was, it was so much fun to watch all of those balloons pop out like, like popcorn at the, at the town hall and just kind of spread out everywhere. Um, so I would say Clone Hydra, and again, not what I'm using today at 15, but of all time, uh, that's my favorite attack to use. Mm-hmm. Hey, T. Um, so I can't do this anymore, <laughs> but, uh, queen charge hybrid at town hall 11, 12 and 13 was like my favorite time of clash. Um, because as, as a rusher, I always had a beefy archer queen 
always. It was always like the strongest part of my whole account. And so I made sure to uh, level up my healers, to make sure that my rage spells were maxed, to like make sure that I could queen charge. Because I knew if I could do just an absolute monster queen charge, even if the rest of my attack wasn't maxed, which, you know, for important things, I would use power potions and hero potions and all of the, all those kinds of things to like make it better. But I knew if I could just do like a 50% um, queen charge, it kind of didn't really matter what the rest of my, my army did, you know? Uh, and so like that was really strong. And I, I was very good at queen charging at 11, 12, and 13. In 14, I still tried to queen charge a lot, but there was just like something off where I, I couldn't get the valuation correct and I would like come in on the wrong side of the base or I would come in and I would like not handle the super troops well because like there was the super minion um, defensive CC that was really popular for a while. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of give it up. But like the queen charge has kind of always been my favorite part of of Clash. And I, it's sad I cannot do it for the life of me at Town Hall 15. I feel like the margin of error in a queen charge at town hall 15 is so slim and so narrow that like you blink and your queen can die so i i don't do it anymore and it, it kind of makes me sad but that was like queen charge hybrid in particular but any attack that used a queen charge i was all about it for a very long time yeah you really have to admire anyone who can do a decent queen charge at 15 these days yeah, for sure. When I see it on on YouTube or when I see it like on on Twitch, I'm just like mystified. I there it feels like they're playing with a stronger archer queen. Even though I have a max archer queen, it just doesn't feel like I she's got the same juice, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh we're going to we're going to take a quick detour and say if you T if you could be one troop in the game, which would it be and why? <laughs> that's a that's an amazing question. Um now are we limited to the home village or can we be I know, I know this is gonna like uh, anger people because I'm like the only person on the planet that likes uh, Builder Base. But um, if if I'm limited to Home Village, that's fine. But if not, I like the Hog Rider a lot. I love the Hog Rider in uh, Builder Base. I think it's like one of the most fun troops to use. And also, I'm kind of like an adrenaline junkie, and the idea that like I could start my attack by flying and then like crash landing into a defense and then start taking down a defense. That's amazing. That's like a great. That's great troop. Yeah, that 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 is my comp in builder base. It's two pekkas and mm -hmm. all the rest of the little hoggies. Um, unless if the in, giving away the secret here to my pro level builder base, <laughs> um, but if if the uh, CC is close to the outside, then I'll drop a peck and bring even more hogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the builder base is like um, I, I use drop min mostly because I'm just trying to get in and out and get my hits done and, and not worry about it too much. But I, when I was trying to push for six k trophies, I was using the the Pekka uh, Hog Rider strat a lot. And it, you know what? Like as much hate as builder base gets, that attack is actually really fun, and it, it really is. does feel like your skill expression matters because you'll have an attack, you'll get like a thirty percent no start, and you'll be like, wow. And then sometimes you'll get like a ninety percent two start, and you're like, okay, you know, I did that. That was me. That was not like <laughs> some fluke troop thing. It was like I deployed my troops correctly. And I, I valued the base correctly and I, I did it right. And like, that is an amazing feeling that like I'm chasing in every game that I ever play. Yeah, Yoda, how about you? If you could be any troop. I don't know. Well, all right. So if I could be any troop, uh, I would be an E-drag. 
And it's it is not for the reasons that you would you would expect. So I am not you know I'm an air player, but I I do not use e drags. I'm just not very good at them. Um, I will use them if the base is absolutely screaming for e drags. I'll use them, but typically I I, I don't use them. Uh, the reason that I picked e drags is because <laughs> it's so funny because if you if you mention e drags in any Discord chat, it creates this or elicits this like visceral response from the community, and it's so funny. Because you just, it, I think we just we just talked about it in, in the CFF Discord server uh, just about a week ago, where somebody mentioned e drags, and then everybody pops off. You got the people who who love the e drags, and you have the people that that hate on them. But uh, I just love that you just mention it in any Discord chat, and all, all of a sudden it just it just blows up with discussion. So that would be the reason I selected. <laughs> yeah, hey, any publicity is good publicity, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Yoda. So. Um, what is what are your thoughts on clan capital like what what kind of things are sons of guns up to in that do you do you enjoy it do you have people building etc yeah so when and and t knows this when when clan mm-hmm. capital originally came out uh there was quite a bit of excitement within the sons of guns and we we actually had a lot of people who were taking a break from the game or, or semi-retired had actually came back for for clan capital um and there was a good there was excitement for maybe 30 days and then after that, it just it just disappeared uh, almost completely. I, I, now, I can, I can tell you for me, me personally, I, I enjoy it as a as a diversion from, you know, in between doing like my legends attacks and my war attacks, you know, when my armies mm-hmm. are, are winning. It's a, it's a nice diversion for me. Um, obviously, I, I think everybody loves the, the rewards. Um, those are those are great. But the actual mechanics and playing it, it's just it's kind of a fun diversion. Um, now it's like an, inter- an interesting thing that that I've noticed within our clans because, like T talked about, we've got the we've got the Sons of Guns, which is obviously our our main clan. It's all all maxed accounts. Then we have loot and grind for Town Hall thirteen and, and up. So the people that are working on their accounts and, and grinding and building those up. And then we have Hanshot First is basically our clan for like twelve and down. And the reason I mention this is uh, because those two clans, so like loot and grind and Hanshot First. There is still a lot of excitement that surrounds Clan Capital. And I think that's because, you know, and again, going back to, you know, Supercell's original idea was that everybody's kind of on this, this level playing field. So it seems like to me, based off of what I've experienced in our, in our clans within the Sons of Guns family, um, that the lower, the lower accounts seem to enjoy it more. Um, and, and I, and I'll, I'll, and I'll actually say this. So, I, I don't even I have no idea what league we're even in in the Sons of Guns. T probably doesn't either. Like to, like for our max players, like nobody just does. They don't care. Like we we go in, we do our hits so we can get our rewards or, or whatever. But um, the funny thing is, loot and grind and Han shot first are actually in higher leagues than even the Sons of Guns are because I think they're more well, passionate. Yeah, T, do you have any thoughts on Clan Capital? Uh, you know, it's it's funny, right? I was enjoying it. Um. The the two big things that I had problems with, um, the first was not being able to lock where people put loot. Um, so like when we were trying to shoot for, you know, the uh, district hall 10 and we were trying to get like all the upgrades right and trying to unlock mm-hmm. all our districts. Here that, come the wall upgrades. <laughs> oh my Lord. The millions of resources that we have wasted on walls. I, I just, it makes me sick a little bit. I don't, I, it makes me angry. Um, or, or the obstacles. Right. Yeah. Just random trees that people, I, okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get like distracted and, and too angry. So I, I won't. So obviously you can see that there's, there's feelings and thoughts on clan capital, but 
in terms of actually playing it, um, I didn't super enjoy it until I found a YouTuber named Sen, um, S-E-N, if anybody wants to look up uh, his accounts. Like, he can actually um, double hit, like, two hit any district, and it's kind of insane to watch. Um, he's really, really good. I am not at that level. <laughs> and I I actually kind of enjoyed it when the graveyard spell was broken. I, I know it wasn't balanced. I know it was it was stupid. I know it was like overpowered, but I still kind of thought it was fun. <laughs> like I, I, that part of clan capital was, was uh, enjoyable. But in terms of like actually doing the hits and like actually trying to plan it uh, with Supercell reducing the amount of resources that you can convert your raid medals into is mm -hmm. kind of killed my entire enjoyment of the entire thing. Yeah, those resources were so helpful in maxing the 15. Right. And it was like, it was amazing to be able to be like, oh, you know what? I came up a little short on my farming session, you know, like something came up in, in the real world or like I got busy at work or, or, or something like that to be like, oh, cool. I can top off the 25K dark elixir that I'm mixing or I can top off that, yeah. you know, million elixir that I'm missing and still be able to start your, your um, upgrades on time. Like that was so nice. And to have that as a convenience factor was amazing. And to now just be like, Oh no, you can't you can't do that anymore. Not not for any good reason. Not for any like oh there was a game breaking exploit and that's why they're removing it. It's just mm -hmm. they they just don't want us to like I understood why they took it away from builder base because I thought that was legitimately broken and I was right. honestly debating starting another account to get a, a, a an auto unlock again because I was like oh that's so much easier than how I had to do it. But I now now it just seems like they just removed most of the incentive to continue doing it you know yeah and it it was pretty vague too right like mm -hmm. they just this uh sentence that it's uh to ensure the longevity of the game right yeah and i was like look I, I, okay was it a lot of dark elixir that you could get from there sure was it all of the dark elixir that you needed to get in an entire no not even close so like you know what i mean like it was just it was one of those things where it was like i feel like the lower town halls like like yoda said not only are they enjoying it more because it's like everybody's on an equal playing field like because if you're a town hall nine and you're in, in a clan that's mostly town hall 13 and up you feel kind of worthless because you can't donate troops you can't mm -hmm. like hit the same kind of things like if you share replay people don't really engage with you because you know, there are four town halls uh, higher or more. Um, and like that was like something that everybody could do as a clan together. And then the fact that the incentives lined up uh, as well was something that I felt like Supercell got right for the first time in a very long time that they clearly did not get right with Builderbase. Like the fact that everybody hates Builderbase, even though Builderbase is like if Builderbase was its own separate game, I bet you people would hate it less. You know what I mean? Especially if they had like actually kept updating it over time and not just, you know, abandon it out of nowhere. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one of the things like I thought that they maybe could have considered. So, you know, you got to be a co-leader to start raid weekend. You know, mm -hmm. only co-leaders, uh, co I think, is it only co-leaders can edit the base layouts? Yeah. Why not mm -hmm. have everyone communally, you know, if you win those, you know, you win your loot from capital raids that goes into like a clan kitty, pardon mm -hmm. the cat. And then everyone... <laughs> um you know, the co-leaders then decide what to upgrade instead of it being up to these these 
silly people that love their mm. walls and their forests. I made a, a Reddit post exactly to that point. As soon as Clan Capital came out a year ago, that's exactly oh, what I was saying. It was like, it should go to a bank. And I even, the, the other suggestion I had was, so the thing that always annoyed me was you have co-leaders for your main village, for your main wars, for all of those things. They may not be the same people who are engaged with clan capital and vice versa. Right. The people that you trust with clan capital might not know things like, oh, this is when we spin our wars. This is who we give our bonuses to in CWL. These are our kick and join and all those other kinds of rules. But there are plenty of people in my clan that I would trust to build a good district base that I wouldn't necessarily say you're a co-leader, right? So right. why couldn't I just give another role, like give us another role called builder or capital builder or whatever you want to call it that we could say, Hey, you don't necessarily get to control who comes and goes in this clan and all the other things that a co-leader does, but you're welcome to start the raids in clan capital. You're welcome to edit the bases, so on and so forth. You know, like that would... You know, I, I don't know. That would have been like a thing that you could give. To, like, say, for example, you have a Town Hall 9. They're not really spinning the the 15v15 Town Hall 15 wars that are in Sons of Guns. But somebody's little mini could sit there and take care of the clan capital stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So staying with you, T, um, if you could ask Supercell to do one thing to the game right now, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Uh, this is an extensive list. Um, let me try and just get down to one thing. <laughs> I, I mean, realistically, the one thing that I would have wanted them to do um, can't be done, uh, which would have been to finish releasing all of the things that should have been released for Town Hall 14 uh, before releasing Town Hall 15, which they were missing just a bunch of stuff. So not doing that. Let's say um, the thing that I w I'm most looking forward to for uh, Main Village, because I we can talk about other things happening I, I would really like them to get back onto a quarterly main village um content release schedule because we, we've kind of gotten off that for more than a year and i just don't feel like the game is going to be in a healthy state for much longer if we don't continue to get main village content so the the one that i'm looking for right now is we need a bit of a bump on offense in tunnel 15 like yoda alluded it to uh, alluded to it before where the triple rate in town hall 15 even at the pro level is is pretty low it's probably the lowest that i've seen since i came back in the game mm -hmm. um so i would look for say plus five hero levels a couple new um troop levels like maybe a pekka upgrade um something to give offense just like a tiny little bit more oomph um, just to like mm -hmm. lower that little razor thin margin of error between a 60% two star and a triple, you know? Very good. I like it. Yoda. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's been a, this has been a pet peeve of mine for a long time. And Kat, I think you and I talked about this probably like six months ago, mm -hmm. but what I really like for them to change is give us the ability to be able to do a friendly war well, at the same time that we're doing, you know, ra regular random spins. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, we could do it during CWL. It, it, it would seem like it would be a pretty minor thing for them to, to be able to implement into the game. But the impact of it would be huge, it, especially for people like me who really, in, you know, enjoy doing the events, enjoy doing uh, 5v5s, whether it's, you know, in the, the competitive setting or if it's just kind of against other random clans. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, you know, when you get locked in for those two days, um, it, it really limits you on what you're able to do in the game. 
So for me, that's been a pet peeve of mine for a very long time, and it's something I hope they change in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we do have, and for Redthorn, we have a couple of people involved in various leagues, and so it, it just prevents them from spinning random, just random wars with us. They have to sit out and wait for their league war because they overlap, and then they, they end up missing two spins with Redthorn to get in one league war. Yep, exactly. It would seem like it would be an easy fix, so I don't know. Yeah. Wait, I have one more. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's one other one that I've always wanted, and uh, it's just, it blows my mind that they didn't implement it when they removed Global, and that would just be a single, Not I'm not saying like a million different kinds, but a single like chat channel that you could uh, control who joins and doesn't join that like multiple clans could be in like a family clan channel would be amazing. And I think that would be, yeah, in game, in game. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I think that would be so amazing because like, it's so frustrating to have to rely on discord, which I, you know, discord's got a bunch of tools. It's a great program. I, I like using it, but imagine if you could like have every clan that's in clash files, join one chat channel in game that'd be amazing like you know what i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't open supercell up to the same level of moderation that global did i agree uh, and it would just it would just i think drive a lot more engagement um between the different clans and different families and all that kind of thing yeah, I it love would that. be I really it. unique you know like mm-hmm. just uh i think it would rejuvenate the social aspect of the game because that's what sets clash of clans apart from so many of these other games is that there's this social aspect. If they could revamp it, like you say, to have a, a group of clans able to interact in-game in a social way, I think it would be great. Yeah, it's definitely unique in, in mobile games. Usually mobile games, you don't, you don't even have the ability to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it would just be a, a net positive. Yeah, so um, turn it back um, a little bit on probably Town Hall 15. So um, what is... Yoda, what is your most hated defense in the game? And what is your most liked defense? Okay, so I'll go with the hated one first because, God, I, I hate them. Uh, the spell towers, specifically the mm-hmm. the poison the poison towers. Um, you know, it, it was, it was in, it's been an interesting transformation over the last couple of months because, you know, three or four months ago, you saw from a base building perspective, you would see the poison towers were kind of just stacked around the town hall. Um, and with my attack style, and you know, I, I typically run like a like a Sarge or, or Blizz type blimp. Um, the poison towers around the town hall didn't really bother me. Like I could I could deal with them. But now base builders are are spreading them out. So they're ta- they're they're basically saying, okay, so the triple rate's going up. So we're going to give up the town hall and prevent the three star now. So you see this, you know, kind of like in mid to higher legends, you're seeing the spell towers kind of space out now with the poison towers. And uh, man, it it is so tough to beat. You know, when you're going in with a, you know, like a Hydra attack, or, or recently I've been using Inferno Inferno Dragons, um, and they hit. And you know, if you if you don't have your tome to be able to tome through it, um, it just it just decimates your attack. The whole thing can melt in ten or fifteen seconds. So by far for me, it's the it's the spell towers, but more specifically the the poison the poison tower. Um, as far as the defense that I like the most, I, I had, it's, it's much easier to pick the one that you hate, right? But <laughs> the one, the one that I liked the most would probably be the archer tower because 
if I, you know, if, if it's the end of my attack and I still have a little bit of troops left and the only thing that's still in the base that's up is an archer tower, I, I know I'm going to triple. So I'll say that's my favorite defense. <laughs> what do you think, T? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, so here's the thing. I, I, I kind of love the spell tower. <laughs> um, I, I think it's probably the most interesting thing that Supercell has added to the game in terms of just how much it warps your perception of your attack and your valuation of your attacks. Like, I think it's the most interesting thing that Supercell has done kind of ever. Like, it, it's incredible. I, I liken it back to when they originally released Inferno Towers in Town Hall 10. It was so warping to the entire meta and to how everyone had to adapt and attack. And it, it like broke people's brains for a long time before people started to figure out, Oh, this is how you attack a base with multi infernos. This is how you attack a base with single infernos. And it was, it was truly incredible. And I think the spell towers have kind of recaptured that where you have to take, especially if you're doing legend attacks, you have to take into account both the placement the type and everything that's around it as well. You can't just like identify like, oh, look, that's a multi-tower, done. I, my my assessment is over. You have to be like, okay, the spell tower is here. Oh, it's a rage tower. Oh, there's a scatter shot near it. Oh, okay, this is how I have to deal with this entire section of this base. So in terms of whether or not I like attacking it is a whole other question um, because I'm not very good at dealing with the spell towers. I think it's like the number one reason why I fail most of my attacks is not accounting for them. But in terms of like like the the impact, like one of my major critiques of Town Hall 14 was that the signature defense was the most boring thing that I have ever seen and the least impactful signature defense that they have ever released. So... I was vocally against, <laughs> and like, I, I had, it's funny, I was on several podcasts of several different people, and I am on record saying that I wish they had made the battle builders to have spell effects on them, like heal and rage, and I said this years ago. <laughs> So uh, I, I feel like sometimes Supercell is listening to me and I don't mind just every once in a while, maybe just like throw a credit to call me T, you know, just <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. But uh, yeah, so the spell towers I love, like I, I kind of hate like Yoda, I kind of hate attacking into them, but I, I just I think they're an incredible addition to the game. Um, as far as the actual defense that I hate, I, I think... For me, the thing that has caused the most failures in my entire Clash career is the clan castle. Because the things that can come out of that defense are just horrifying. Like the feeling of when you're doing like a, a, um, a queen charge and you see, I mean, less so now, but like more in like Town Hall 13, Town Hall 14, when you saw super minions come out and headhunters rushing out, that like your, your whole stomach would just drop out of your, your body and you'd just be like, oh. <laughs> Wait, which one, which one do I freeze? Which one do I poison? Which one do right. I poison? Which one do I freeze? Well, right. everyone's dead. Yep. Uh, queen, uh, queen ability went, uh, she's dead. Uh, nope. Uh, my whole attack is dead. Shh, don't. <laughs> And like that to me, it's like that's that's the defense. Like I, in in my rush guide, it's the it's like one of the it's one of two defenses that I call out specifically as things that you should use hammers on early because mm -hmm. generally when you're rushing, you want to highly prioritize your offensive buildings, but your clan castle. 
not only does it give you offensive power, it's one of the biggest things that can stop people's attacks ever. Like, and it's funny to see it. Like, I, as someone who's done a lot of league attacks, um, I've I've done attacks on people's streams where, <clears throat> excuse me, you see the clan castle come out, and you can literally see the attacker pause and be like, oh no <laughs> and you just like that's that, that to me is like my that's my most hated defense like i and again it's like a brilliant thing for it to be in the game and it's one of my favorite parts of of clash that that little bit of randomness that little bit of oh i can't plan for this uh it, it's great but i also hate it <laughs> yeah it's a little bit different than you know hidden teslas right right those are really limited damage really limited hit points and it's always a tesla popping up Mm-hmm. But it, you know the difference between an E Titan popping mm-hmm. out, you know, and that that's that's almost like the T TH fifteen version for like the Sarge blimps. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not handling that E Titan, everything is just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 changed exactly how I attack with with uh, Super Archer. Because um, like the first time that ever happened to me, I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> like my whole attack is dead. What what do I do now? So yeah, for sure. Like the that that is that's the new one. It's like when you were in Town Hall nine and you weren't doing a queen charge and an e drag popped out and you were like, uh, no, that's not allowed. That's illegal. Like, well, what are you doing? So on this very podcast, we have a lot of big fans of skins and sceneries. Mm-hmm. What do you guys make of the Dark Ages stuff? I can tell you, no big spoiler alert. Like, I love them as much as I disliked the March Painter stuff. So, T, your thoughts on the scenery and skins? I am a bit of a skin fanatic. <laughs> in, in every game I play, I, I, I really like cosmetics. It's probably the thing that I have like the least self-control over purchasing. Like, I have no problem when Supercell puts out like a $20 um, shop offer that's got, you know, a bunch of resources and, and uh, uh, like... All the uh, like mixed accoutrement that comes in a twenty dollars di- uh, deal, I-, I got no problem saying no. But if they put out like four ten dollars skins, I'm probably buying all four. <laughs> um, but for some reason, the Dark Age one has not really tickled my fancy, so I have not purchased the Dark Age one, and I, I don't think I'm going to. And I-, I didn't. I also wasn't a super big fan of the um, the painter ones, but. Like right now, my account is rocking all four of I don't even know what were they called the the, the ones that are glowing white. I can't oh, the magic what, ones, yeah, yeah. That all I got all four. I you know what I mean. So it's not that I don't yeah. buy skins. It's just that that I you know I you know what I think it is. I think the magic one I just really like, and I, I the thought of changing away from the magic ones, I was like, no, I can't. I should change away from the magic ones. Why would I buy this one? So that that's been my opinion, and I I, I rock usually. Like ninety nine percent of the time, I'm rocking the um, this year's past spooky scenery, the the Halloween one. That's like been one of my favorites because I just I really like that kind of turquoisey, greeny kind of feel. Cool, cool, Yoda. What do you say? Yeah, so I'm actually the complete opposite of, of T on this. Um, now, keep in mind, I have spent an ungodly amount of money. And when, when my wife listens to this podcast, she's going to be shaking her head up and down. Um, but one of the things I, I, I never really spent money on was, was skins and sceneries. I, um, you know, they, they don't do anything for me in, in the game, like, you know, buying a, a, a pack with um, a hero book or whatever it might be. So I tend to just to stay away from them completely, to be honest. As a matter of fact, I'm still rocking the, the, the Gollum King skin, which was free. 
uh, because I still uh, believe that it actually gives me more hit points, even though I know it doesn't. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. When your king dies, it's going to split into three little kings, right? <laughs> so that would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I tend to stay away from. But as far as the the, well, the painter ones were awful, I, those were really really bad. These new ones were actually pretty good. I, I it, the thought did cross my mind to to pick them up, but at the end of the day, I I didn't. But I I do like them. I, I think the scenery and the new skins are pretty cool. Yeah, and so um, in Sons of Guns, have you guys been experiencing um, any kind of sentiment, whether it's in Discord or in game, where people are feeling burnt out or feeling like you know my hit rate you was was you know I don't know twice as high at 14 and now it's what it is at 15 and so blah. and so I've probably given you a little insight into my feelings of the game right now but I, have you guys been dealing with that at all over there yeah so I, I can I can jump in here um, it, only because it's affected me personally I, I remember um, when when town hall 15 came out um, I actually had to be talked off the ledge because I was super down and and Cole and T had to remind me they're like hey you know Yoda this happens when every town hall comes out. It's always really rough in, initially. Um, so it, ha- it happened to me when it first came out, and I, and I stuck with it. And you know, finally, just got kind of started to learn how to how to how to work it and how to get better at fifteen. But to answer your question, like gl- globally speaking in the clan, the answer is yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it is. Um, we've had. You know, we're, we're fortunate that um, you know we we have a big clan. You know, we we never have a problem with you know pe- you know new people joining, and we typically don't lose a lot of people through retirement. Or taking a break from the game, but but lately, you know, we've seen it, and uh, and it's been because of the, the you know the difficulty of Town Hall 15. It's 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 burned people out. You know, there's there's less enjoyment in the game, um, and it's it's a real thing. And um, you know, to the folks that are out there that are maybe experiencing it themselves, I would just tell you, you know, just stick with it. You'll you'll get there. You know, especially if you could be up in Legends League and you can religiously get your eight hits in a day, you will get better. Like I have seen over the past two months my triple rate just slowly kind of incrementally start to climb. So I would just challenge people to stick with it. But to answer your question in a, in a short form, yeah, I think that that's real. And, and we've experienced that in Sons of Guns. T, what do you think? I, I think that's definitely um, a large component of what we're seeing. For me personally, I, I know that I am motivated by having goals and not having things change in the meta because there's no balance updates, because there's no new troops, there's no new hero levels. That's the thing to me that that makes the game kind of stale. And so that's where like my burnout is kind of coming into the into play. And it's not necessarily the difficulty. I don't mind difficult, but what I what I do mind is is the same level of difficulty, the same types of attacks for multiple months on end with no real end in sight. Like I, I feel like Supercell has uh, occasionally. And one of the reasons I came back in 2019 was it's if it seemed like they had learned their lesson of like the silent surprise deployment of updates and they were communicating more and they were showing roadmaps more. And they were saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, we hear you. And like, you know, putting out really good content regularly and being like, we're going to be putting out new town halls every 18 months. Like this is what our roadmap is going to look like. We're going to put out updates. And that's, I feel like they've kind of gone radio silent for about a year plus or minus. And they, they put out these little uh, developer updates and then just go back to being radio silent. 
And I know Darian does like he does reach out on Reddit and he does post on Reddit. And I always appreciate it because I I think engaging with the community on Reddit is one of the most dangerous things that you can do. And I, I've certainly experienced it by just posting like helpful guides on Reddit. Um, but yeah, like for me, it's just the lack of main village content and how much Supercell is talking about other stuff that's not main village is driving my kind of disconnect with town hall 15 because usually you only have about three months so it was like okay cool if i have a three month chunk that i know the meta is going to exist at number one if the meta and i just don't click that's okay the meta is not going to last forever right and i could i could always just be like okay well there there were periods in town hall 13 that i probably tripled at like 10 percent or less and then there were mm -hmm. periods of town hall 15 where i tripled probably closer to 60 to 70 percent of the time and I was always able to kind of like look forward and be like, hey, okay, this might be one of my dips. This might be one of the, the parts of the meta where I don't mesh and I don't gel with the attacks that are strong at the moment. And then I would know, well, in a couple months, a new troop will come out or a new defense or the levels will change and the math is going to change a little bit. And then, okay, cool. I'm going to be better in that meta because there's going to be a different attack that's strong there. And with no roadmap for when this current meta is going to change, it's kind of like sapped my motivation to even want to be good at it. Because what if I what if I devote the next month to being good at it, and then and they're like, "Oh, cool, new troops," and then I'm like, "Oh, well, I got to learn again." And that's like, yeah. it's just like a weird tick of my brain, you know? Like that's not to say that I'm still having fun playing the game, but I it's because I like farming and I still have walls to do, and I very intentionally. Uh, like normally walls are like one of the first things that I finish and town Hall 15. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take it slow. Cause I don't know when the next content's coming out. I don't, and I, I don't really actually like being fully maxed. I find it very boring to be like done and not have anything to put my loot towards. So I'm just kind of slowly working my way through my walls and just being like, please supercell, please just a new piece of candy <laughs> just any <laughs> new piece of candy. Hey, yeah. you know, it's bad when people are asking for more walls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily want to. Know, I don't necessarily want the, the rest of the walls yet. I I'll take them if that's the only thing I'm getting. But yeah, I I want other buildings. I want other troops. I like I I I know I'm a weirdo, but I really like grinding heroes. So I wouldn't mind if there were more hero levels. Which no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I I'm I have a weird brain. I I've come to understand this in my in my age. All right, T. Speaking of weird brains, what's your favorite hobby? Or activity outside of clash man there's too many i i'm i'm a scatterbrain um i would say the thing that brings me the most joy um outside of clash like in my real my, my real life as it were uh, i i really really enjoy feeding other people um i don't necessarily enjoy the day-to-day -day, like oh i gotta eat three meals again today what i did that yesterday um but when there's like a special thing for people uh particularly like birthdays or holidays or even just like uh, a couple of weeks ago one of my friends um just finished uh like kind of remodeling well, not really remodeling but like he, he got a house and fixed it up so he, like that process finally finished so he was hosting some people and he was like hey t you you know I know you like to cook, you want to cook something. And I made like a whole taco night menu. And like, that's like my favorite thing to do is to just like feed other people. Like I love cooking. I love everything to do with planning it. And like I mentioned before, I'm a spreadsheet nerd. So of course I have a taco night spreadsheet. Like I, I it's, it's serious. So like, that's, that's probably my biggest thing, but there's, there's a million. Um, I, I, I tend to find stuff and dive very deep into it and then 
it just becomes part of my life from then on. So, mm-hmm. oh, very cool, Yoda. What do you say? Yeah, so for me, you know, family family comes first. But if it were going to be a, a hobby that was just specific to me, um, it would definitely be motorcycles. Um, I've had a passion for motorcycles since I could I could barely walk. Um, when I was a kid, I, I raced motocross. I did I did very well. Um, I actually bought my first street bike when I was when I was 15 and a half. And uh, on the day that I turned 16, I took both my 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 motorcycle test and my car test on the same day. So I was one of those kids that was riding a motorcycle to to, uh, to high school, which was which was pretty cool. But yeah, mo- motorcycling for me, it's 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 my passion. It's been it's been in my blood since I was very young and it continues on to this day. Very cool. Yeah, you know, we've got a. I know Stormrider is a is a huge motorcycle guy over here in Redthorn. I'm sure if you ever f- see him on on voice over here in the Redthorn server, um, jump on. He will he will chat with you about it. Um, he's very passionate about it. He's got a really you know he's got a great like some people call it like a work life balance. He's got a great clash life balance, you know. <laughs> and you know we know all about his hobbies and stuff. And he's a super interesting guy. And I I should just shout him out later. But long story short, you see him on see him on a uh, voice over here. Um, hit him up. It'd be a great conversation. Yeah. So I did actually. Stormrider and I had a, had a great conversation. Probably I don't know, like two two months ago, maybe maybe it wasn't wasn't even that long. But yeah, had had a couple of beers and and chilled out with him on on voice. And we we talked motorcycles, shared some pictures. It was a ton of fun. There you go. Awesome. So t- uh, talk to us a little bit about the Spring Champs tournament. It was uh, an event you put in as on as part of your application to the Clash Files family. How did you guys come up with the event? And it was a huge success. And will it be another one? Yeah, so I, I can I could take this one. Um, so yeah, as, as part of the process of, of joining the CFF, we wanted to put on an event uh, in conjunction in conjunction with the with the CFF. And really, the the, the goal of the event was we, we wanted to create something that would bring together you know the the different clans within the CFF. Hopefully, come together and we could we could collaborate. We could jump on voice together and and really just get get to know each other a little bit better. So that was kind of the the premise like that's that's that was our starting point for where we wanted to go with it um so we um we had originally we, we originally were going to do a 1v1 tournament um at, because that's something that we had historically done in, in the sons of guns um every month we would run a, a 1v1 tournament within the clan and we were like okay well this is this is something that'd be easy for us to to implement um but we felt like it wouldn't get that collaboration between the clans that we were really looking for you know people hopping on voice getting to know each other um so we switched it over to the the 5v5 format and um you know the, the sons of gods we have a little bit of a history of being more of a competitive clan you know none of us are, are pros we're all average just like anybody else but we're you know by spirit we're we're pretty competitive so we thought okay so if we run a 5v5 tournament you know we we can kind of show who the sons of guns are a little bit with our competitive spirit and this type of this type of event um with also you know bringing the clans together to hopefully get to know each other a little bit better so that so that's how we that's how we came up with it um you know i'm I'm glad that, that folks enjoyed themselves i know i sure did um it was great getting to you know through the process getting to know everybody um as far as the future of the event so this one uh, we were very specific when we named it we named it the, the spring champions cup um, because the intention and what we are sure planning to do in the future is we're going to be running that event quarterly. So based off of the seasons. So the nice. next quarter, yeah, so the next tournament uh, will probably, we have to look at the CFF calendar to make sure it doesn't bump up against any other events. 
but probably in that late July-ish, early August-ish, you know, time frame would, would mm-hmm. be when we were looking to, to do it. So looking forward to that. Um, we, we had a pretty good turnout. Um, I'm hoping with the, the buzz that it created last time that hopefully we have some more teams sign up. Um, you know, whenever I talk about, you know, events or 5v5 or, or leagues, you know, I, I typically hear the same thing from players like, oh, well, I'm not that good. You know, I don't want to embarrass myself. And I would just challenge everybody, like, keep in mind, this is literally just for fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. no, none of us are pros. We're all filthy, try-hard casuals. And it's okay to one star. It's okay to no star. Just sign up and have a good time. That's what it's all about. Don't don't worry too much about the result. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of the pro scene, um, one of your guys, Cole, was a base builder for Aphelion. Did you guys catch any of the Snapdragon Wars? Good, T. Um, I, I have it noted um, to, to watch some of the recaps, but I, I have been a busy little bee lately. So I haven't watched them yet, but I've gotten a, a short recap from from Cole. Uh, and And... Cole is one of those guys that it's it's kind of amazing to see. Like I, Yoda is a hundred percent that the majority of us uh, in Sons of Guns are you know filthy casuals that just just try hard. Um, but Cole is like something different. Like he has gone on to be a base builder for like I don't know all of them because he some of the some of his clients are um, you know not for public consumption, but mm-hmm. like he, he's a big deal. Like he's a base builder for a lot of really like big teams. Um, and so like he got to be up on stage, he got like a, a t-shirt and everything. Like I, it's kind of incredible to watch. Uh, you know, he, he's a really, really, um, like fascinating guy. Like I, Cole's the best. He's been with us for a very long time. I'm like thrilled for him that he's getting uh, recognition for some of his work. And it's it's like amazing to have seen him start from not really knowing anything about base building and then breaking it down over time, working at it, making connections, reaching out. Like he it's it's really been amazing to watch and we're lucky to have him um, still in the Sons of Guns family. For sure. I, I did get the opportunity to to watch it, um, and again, like like T said, Cole is just he's he's an amazing guy. We're we're, we're super glad to have him in the clan, and actually, um, he is you know he is one of the the primary reasons I ended up making my way into the Sons of Guns. Not to get into a, a very long story about an old Discord server and, and, and all of that, uh, but he was a, he was one of the reasons that I, I made my way to the Sons of Guns in, in the past. But mm-hmm. um, leading up to this this tournament that happened, the ESL, where where he was a base builder. Um, I, I actually had not really been watching too much esports, um, you know, really since Town Hall 15 came out. I just kind of fell off and I hadn't been watching it when 14 was all the rage. Um, I, I did. I enjoyed it. I watched it, but I just hadn't watched it in, in a long time. Um, so when when Cole's team, the team that he builds bases for, were, were going to be in the, the ESL, you know, I, I wanted to just to, you know, sign in, take a look, you know, root, root for my, my friend. And um and I thought that was all it was going to be was just me kind of wa- watching and, and rooting rooting for Cole, hoping he does well. And what I found is I I actually renewed my interest. Um, it was a lot of fun. Those wars were were really really exciting. And uh and his team did did well. I, I they they finished in second place. They were the first runner up, which is just amazing. But uh, a cool thing happened. It just it kind of reinvigorated my uh my passion for for watching esports um so yeah i'm looking forward to to watching more of it in the future and you know big shout out to cole and what he was able to do yeah exactly it's base building is so underappreciated we take it for granted that we can just you know either log into youtube and there's these links for these bases that you know the builders have graciously 
shared with people and, and you have a decent base to use for warp. So, well, you know. yeah, graciously. Yes. But let, let me put a different spin on that. Um, I do think though, with, with the proliferation of streaming in esports, that mm-hmm. has necessarily taken the average player's hit rate way down because bases are very easy to copy. Um, the, you can even get a link, right. But you can also just kind of pause certain Twitch streams and be like, man, I saw like, I don't know, such and such pro fail on this one. I'm just going to build this one. I would take a 45 minutes or an hour and just build this one. Mm-hmm. And it makes it all. And, and so those are the bases that are stumping pros and granted they don't have, you know, hours and hours of scouting. Right. But you know, the level of bases you see with it, the casual player is facing in random wars and, you know, in any war these days is a lot higher than it was like two years ago. So screw you base builders. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Oh dear. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about Builder Base 2.0. I I don't want to dwell on it too much. <laughs> it's coming up soon. Uh, do you guys like it or do you hate the idea? T. I am super nervous about it. <laughs> that's 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 my feeling. Um, I think a lot of what they're doing is not what I would have done. Now I am also not an owner of like a billion dollar game company, so. You know, my my opinion should be taken with a grain of salt. Um, But like, I think what they're doing is they're kind of making a entirely new game mode, which is kind of odd to be like a builder base 2.0 rethink. Um, I also think that breaking the attacks into two stages is a mistake. Uh, It's not like anything else in clash um i think like what they could have done is maybe you get two attacks on the same base similar to the clan capital um style of attacks but like limit it to a specific number but i don't see how they're going to maintain like one of the one of the things that was really good about builder base and i know again i am like one of the only people that uh actually enjoyed builder base one of the best things about it was the attacks are less complicated. They're sort of easier and sort of harder. Like there's harder bits and, and easier bits. Um, like I, it, your triple rate at, at um, builder builder hole nine is zero, right? Like nobody triples at, at builder hole nine. But like those little differences between a sixty percent two star or an eighty percent two star or a forty percent one star, like those are big big skill expressions. Those are massive um, differences. And I think what they're doing is you're going to raise the complexity level of the attack. And I worry that you won't have the tools to deal with the increased complexities because like they said, you know, you have two different bases and you can have a differing number of buildings and each stage. It's just like, that's a lot of things to try and process in 30 seconds or however much time they're going to give us to plan the attack. So, I I mean, I like that they're doing something about Builder Base. Um, I I think that they should have been releasing content this whole time, but, you know, that's that's like the fantasy world of, you know, we get infinite content, right, for a free mobile game. (laughs) Um, But I'm just really nervous. I think what they're doing is they're taking a massive risk making a massive change to a thing that people didn't really enjoy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really curious to see what they come up with. And 
I mean, at the end of the day, Supercell generally makes fun games. The the thing that they have, in my opinion, not been less successful at is providing the incentives for people to play it, um, especially in Clash of Clans, like these alternate mm-hmm. non-main village things. So, one, it's got to be fun, and I'm nervous about that because it seems very, very complicated for what should be, or in my opinion, should be like a small diversionary kind of thing. And two, I just, I, they haven't talked at all about the incentives for like why you would want to play this. And that's kind of going to determine whether or not this is successful. So, right. right. Yoda, what do, we, what do you think? Well, let me, let me ask you guys a question. So, I have only been playing the game for, for three years, right? And I say only because that's, that seems like a long time outside of Clash of Clans, but within Clash of Clans, it's, it's not really all that long. I don't know. Has in the last three years since I've been playing, have they come out with any update to Builder Hall? Because I don't think no. that they had. No, I think I, so. I think I was maxed at least three years. I was maxed before I took my break, and that was right around the beginning of COVID, or before the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell you exactly. <laughs> uh, it was July 2019. That was the that's when the auto quest was added and that was the last bit of content that was added to the builder base. It was right yeah. before I, I restarted. That's the only reason I remember. Yeah. So I, you know, I started playing, you know, in, in 2020. So the entire time that I've been playing clash of clans, there hasn't been anything released for, for the builder base. So I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange because I have, I literally have zero experience with, with any type of update to, to the builder base. So, I mean, the, the game mechanics that they've, that they've released, you know, the one village, you attack that and it goes into the next village. I think it's interesting. I, I do. Um, I'm not like T. I'm not one of these guys that, that like builder base. I'm in that 95% of the community that, that kind of despises it. But I'm optimistic. I mean, it looks pretty cool. The videos that they put out, some of the things that they've released, it seems like an interesting idea. But, it, it, you know, I'll just piggyback on what on what T said. It, it, we're, we have to have some level of incentive to, to play it. If the incentive is there, if it's something that, you know, we, 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 we get something out of playing it, then I think mm-hmm. there'll be – if they don't, then I think it would be just like Clan Capital and the Sons of Guns where everybody's super excited for a month or two and then it just kind of goes away. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah. I agree. So potential updates. There was a, a, a brief little video that came out, uh, the never-ending story, I guess they call it, a uh, little bit of a hog rider clip, and he goes in and he finds this super hammer. Do you think that's a tease for potentially a new super troop? So I, I do. Um, I, I got the, I had the opportunity to watch the video. I think it was only like 45 seconds long or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just supercell's history with these kind of teaser videos. Um, I, I think it does. It, it, it points to potentially in the, in the next update, you know, hopefully here in the next month or so or two months um, that we're going to get a super hog rider. And, and let's face it, the hog rider is one of the most popular troops in the game, even even if it's not used all that frequently at Town Hall 15. I think mm-hmm. it kind of falls spot in everybody's heart. And I, I think Supercell is going to capitalize on that. And I do. I think that's what they bring. I'm willing to call it. I think before June, we're going to see a super hybrid. And it's going to be super miners and super hogs. And I, I have no idea if it's going to be good or not, but I will try it. <laughs> oh, that would be really interesting to try because usually that's paired with your queen charge and you would mm-hmm. not have super wall breakers in that mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. would you? Right, exactly. And I, I think it would be really interesting to, to see like how people would come up with uh, a workaround. And what what's funny is I learned to queen charge with no super wall breakers. So I I still remember how to do it. It's just much harder. <laughs> so, you know, like I I, I think it would be cool. Um I think 
like Yoda said, Supercell does not put out these types of um, like little like teaser videos. They don't they don't put them out for no reason. They're not just like putting out animations for fun. They're putting them out because they're they're hinting at things because they're teasing at things. They mm-hmm. want people to start speculating and getting hyped and a hundred percent. Hog riders involved. There's big hammer involved. It's got to be right. Like, what, what other what other troop could it possibly be? Is it going to be a super golem? Like, there's no way. There's no, you know, it's got <laughs> it's got to be the hog rider. Gosh, nobody at fifteen even uses golems, do they? Ice golems sometimes. Ice golems, yeah. Not regular ones too much. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you think in the update we might see uh, maybe a quality of life fix? Uh, right now we can't kill our own war CC, which seems kind of crazy because you can, you know, donate to yourself. With medals and stuff, why can't you fill your own war CC if you're going through and filling everybody else's? Yours gets left empty if if you're one of those poor souls that nobody helps out. <laughs> I mean, Darian has, has been on record multiple times saying that they would never change that. So, I mean, they should. I I, I don't really see that why there's any reason. Like the one of the things that I would love to see as a quality of life up um, change is that everyone in the clan should be able to donate. Not just the people in the war, right? Like, just like in SCCWL, you can donate mm-hmm. even if you're not actively in that war, right? Exactly, and that's yeah. that's why I was like, the functionality is, it's got to be in there. Like, I can't imagine they have two fully functioning separate libraries of code for like the individual wars. Like, I'm sure there's got to be some shared uh, code between the two. So. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know. Why do I feel that there is two separate? Probably, right? Separate. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I just I, feel that that was the way it is. Yeah. I, as I was saying it, I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, I just think that that would be something that um, unlikely to happen, but should, you know? Yeah. So quickly, just before we, we talk about uh, some fun stuff, um, a feature that they're introducing is the clash of clan store um it's just become available in canada and the uk this week uh i took a, a glance through it the only things available in there are the gold pass and to buy gems at a very i think it's like 10 percent discount and there's no multi-packs available so it's it's it was kind of a letdown because you know you, you kind of wait for the clash store to come back and you know they used to have when they originally put it out, they had merchandise, and now they they don't even offer that anymore. So, uh, unfortunate. Hopefully, they you know can come come up with some specials specifically for Clash of Clans in the future and and make it a little bit more interesting to browse through. But I it's not out in the states yet, so you guys probably can't see it. So I just no, thought I'd mention that. Just taking uh, taking you at your word, cat. Taking <laughs> <laughs> me at my word. I took a look at it, and I gotta say. How are there not just cute plushies of like all of the troops in the game? How oh, is that not just the immediate thing? Like if you were telling me and I say I was a, a little employee that had no power in Supercell and they were saying, oh, we're going to put out a store that people can buy things for Clash of Clans and other games. Do, do you not think the first thing that would be coming out of my mouth would be like, when can I buy a plushy Archer Queen? When can I buy a plushy Goblin? When can I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have some of the best art in the game. Like, and I mean like the whole game of all games, like they they got some of the best artwork, some of the best troops. Give me a plushy. Give me, give me a little Super Wallbreaker plushie. Give me a little balloon oh, plushie. Like, come on. There's so many that would be amazing. 
like, come on, Supercell, just, just, this is another one of those times that if this ever comes out, like, they, they, just give me a little credit, I don't even want any money, just, just be like, call me T, you got it, we're giving you your plushies, that's all I want out of that Supercell yeah, (laughs) like, come on, how is that not, like, I don't even care about gems, don't, uh, put it in, like, a gem package, give me a hundred gems for twenty dollars and a plushie, done, easy, take my money, yeah, Exactly. Immediately. Yoro, what do you think? Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I would. <laughs> I would definitely buy some plushies. It probably wouldn't be the first thing on my list. But uh, you know, some T-shirts. You know, some cool merch like that. I. I would really enjoy, and they would easily get my money for something like that. Great. Okay. Let's uh, let's quickly whip through uh, some fun stuff here. Uh, at the end, we like to to run through a top five. So this time, I thought we'd do top five movies you have not watched, but you feel that you need to. We'll go like number five all the way across and, and number four. So Yoda, do you want to go first? Number five? Sure. Um, so number five for me um, is going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and the reason for that is uh, I, I love Westerns. Um, one of my favorite movies, like if you, t- if you had me pick one of my top five movies of all time, uh, one of them would definitely be Tombstone. I just, I'm a fan of, of Westerns and I can't believe I've never seen that movie before. So I definitely need to watch it soon. Good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. Uh, so this is this is a, a problem for my brain because what ends up happening is somebody tells me that I should watch a thing and then I'm like, that sounds amazing. I should watch it. And my brain goes, what were we just talking about? And it's gone. Um, but I think like when I saw when I saw the show notes and I saw this, I was like, oh, no, uh, I think like some of the things that I would say um, that I probably should watch because a ton of people have told me they're amazing and I haven't gotten around to them. You can kind of put any Studio Ghibli uh, anime movie here, but like, namely, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, and uh, My Neighbor Totoro. I've I've never seen any of them, um, and I'm like an anime fan. I like watch a ton of movies. I watch a ton of anime, and I I I probably should watch those at some point. They're like the classic recommended ones, so uh, I'd have to put one of those on. Okay, number five. Um... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a movie I've really wanted to see forever, and I don't know why I've never just taken the time to do it. You know, you see all the memes and all that, and, you know, it won some awards. Um, I find those actors really friggin' good. Um, It seems like a pretty funny premise, too, what I've read. So I'm going to say, you know, over the next couple minutes, I'm going to tell myself five times, why haven't you taken the time to watch that? Actually, (laughs) I correct myself. I, I can only say it four times because one of the movies is about to come out, but stay tuned. <laughs> a great movie. My number five is The Equalizer 2, Denzel Washington. First one was amazing. Hopefully the second one is because I've got it saved in my must-watch. So mm-hmm. Number four, Yoda. All right, so number four for me, um, in addition to liking Westerns, I also like uh, martial arts movies, You know things like Enter the Dragon, stuff like that. And a movie that I've never seen is, is a classic uh, all the way back. Uh, I believe it was made in the 50s. I know it's black and white, but the movie is called Seven Samurai. Uh, and it's one of the highest rated movies of all time. And I never got around to watching it. I, I will one of these days. Neat. T? So I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I, I, I kind of haven't really loved a lot of the new ones. Uh, I, I didn't really like... Um, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a huge J.J. Abrams fan. So that's probably why I haven't seen um, The Rise of Skywalker. And it I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. 
I don't, it's not because I'm like, oh, I need to see this film or I want to see this film. I just, there's like a bit of my brain that's a, a completionist. And I, I feel like I have to watch this film, even if it's going to make me angry, even if I'm not going to like it. And I've already like been spoiled on all of the major things that happen in the film. I feel like I like owe it to my childhood self that loved Star Wars so much to watch the film and just be like, okay, it's done. I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. So, and you know, and this is a great question. I love the top five movies you should see because I've kept a list over time of things people have either recommended to me and whatnot. And it took me a while to find that buried in my Gmail drafts, but I did. Um, number four is Raging Bull with Robert De Niro. Um, I could have added a couple another one from De Niro I still haven't seen is Taxi Driver, but you asked for I, I, I didn't want to go too De Niro heavy, but Raging Bull for sure. Mm. My number four is Avatar, The Way of Water. It's just mm. high on my list of, I'd really like to get to see that in the theater before it finishes, so. Yeah. I just watched that, the, the new Avatar movie my, myself. It's, it's now streaming here in the United States. So it was really good. Oh, nice. So number three for me uh, is a movie that you might have heard of before. It's called Dr. Strangelove. And again, it's another another older movie because I, I'm kind of a movie buff. So I love that movie. Most of, most <laughs> of what I want to see, I've already I've already seen. Uh, but this this one is uh, I, I picked it because it, the, the premise is kind of neat. Uh, it's basically about a, a rogue American general who wants to start a, a nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia. And I have it on my list because I was like, man, this seems pretty relevant to kind of what's going on, not to get into politics, but what what's you know the, the kind of the atmosphere out there right now geopolitically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to carve out the time. The movie is excellent. And I'm not I'm not gonna say why. Um just know you're gonna enjoy it. Awesome. Uh okay. So another another shout out to Childhood T. Um I used to watch like a ton of Kung Fu movies. Um, was a big fan of um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like I loved watching. I, I probably don't even remember the names of half of the things. Like I used to go to my friends' houses and we'd just watch on VHS some random kung fu movie that we didn't know the name of, we didn't know the actors of, and half the time we didn't really understand. We were really just watching for the fight scenes. Um, <laughs> and when I was a kid, Jet Li was like just coming up in popularity, and he was starring in a ton of stuff. I used to thoroughly enjoy all of the things that he was in. There's a, a movie that he was in called Hero from 2002, and it was kind of in like the Crouching Tiger style of wuxia, um, like rope, like a lot of like the the rope kind of tricks of of like the big kung fu epic movements that are like not like there's like the 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 kung fu movies where it's okay this man is like taking more punishment than a human could do but the things that he's doing are still in the realm of humanity and then there's like the high flying like crouching tiger like we're gonna run across the water like jump between trees style and hero is very much as far as i know because i haven't seen it um on that style and i just love that kind of cinematography i love that kind of like epic storytelling and i i really love that that uh genre of film so it's that's like i keep forgetting to watch it and it's one of those things that's not on an, any streaming platform so it's hard to remember or hard to like mm-hmm. see but oh i gotta watch it again you know i can remember watching that the- that movie in the theater when it came out dating myself but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. I'm going to go with the stay tuned one. Um, So I was at Disney World last week for our spring break. 
and the new well i don't know how new it is but the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster is so incredible it's at epcot um it's you know it disney is not your thrill ride park right that ride was really thrilling that ride is so well built and so i had never seen the movies i came home and watched the movies and now i found out there's a third one coming out in like three weeks so that's Mm -hmm. my number three movie the third installment of the guardians of the galaxy excellent choice my number three is John Wick. I've never seen it. Ooh. I've heard those yeah. movies are really oh, good. Oh, you! I listen. Wh- um, all right, uh, can I s- just spoil my next pick? Because my next pick <laughs> is John Wick Four, which yeah. is still currently in theaters, and I, I really wanted to see it. And my partner and I, we looked it up, and we were like, "Oh, we should go." And our local theater was forty three dollars just for the tickets, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, no." <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But I, John Wick is like one of those quintessential, slightly turn your brain off. You don't have to turn your brain off all the way. It's not like it's not like a um, a, a speed style. Like you got to really just like the characters. It's it's got interesting world building. It's got Keanu Reeves. It's got some really great <laughs> actors around Keanu Reeves. And like if you like that kind of action drama danger zone kind of thing, like oh. They will they will scratch the itch. Uh, just content warning: the first like ten or fifteen minutes, like kind of treat it like it's. Um, have you ever seen Up? Mm-hmm. The first fifteen minutes of Up, we are like, wait, what movie am I watching right now? This is the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen. Uh, similar similar kind of story to the beginning of the John Wick genre. Uh, it's <laughs> gotcha. Watch it, definitely, definitely watch. <laughs> All right, you're at number two. Well, before I get into number two, I just want to make sure I heard correctly. So did T just compare John Wick to the animated movie Up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the first 15 minutes. That's all I'm saying. Just, uh, they, they wildly diverge from there. But the first 15 minutes will hit you in a way that you will not have been expecting for either one of those films. Yeah, I, I've seen them both, so I'm, I'm kidding. I, I do know what you're saying, but that was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, so number two for me, it's actually a, a movie that Fado had just just mentioned, and it's it's Taxi Driver. Um, for the life of me, I mean, that movie's got one of the most iconic lines of all time. You know, are, are you talking to me? Um, and I, I can't believe I've never seen it. You know, it, it's it. I think it won an Academy Award, didn't it? Or was that? Or am I getting it confused with the Deer Hunter? Maybe. But either way, um, it's supposed to be a fantastic movie. De Niro is is amazing. So looking forward to catching that one pretty soon. Um. So mine was, mine was John Wick 4. That was, that was my next one. That's how I was saying it. I had to jump in. <laughs> uh, one I haven't seen. I've heard referenced over the past few years, but Manchurian Candidate, um, a mm. classic. Uh, probably need just, you know, again, it's, it, it's added to my backlog of things. And I'm starting to wonder why I never review my own backlog, right? Take some time for yourself. <laughs> do some things that people have mm-hmm. recommended. Um, and Manchurian Candidate is is on that list. Which one, though? Uh, the classic. And then I, I it, that's a great question. And not to expound <laughs> too much on it. But whenever someone tells me that, unless they explicitly say, just ignore one, my inclination is to go to the first just to see how... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the remake or, or what have you um, interprets it or reinterprets it or re- represents it. I, I will say I've only seen the one with Denzel and Denzel kills it. It's real good. So I'm sure the original was good too, or, the, or they wouldn't have remade it, but Denzel, that's like a special performance of his. It, it's, it's real good. 
My number two is The Matrix. You haven't seen The Matrix. I haven't seen The Matrix. No. No. Any of them? Cat, if your number one is like Empire Strikes Back, I'm just unplugging my (laughs) freaking headset, man. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. No, no. I just, I got to back up real quick. So you've seen none of The Matrixes. Correct. Okay. I'm going to give you the one piece of advice that I can give that I wish I could go back in time and give myself. Just watch the first one and pretend that there are no other matrixes except (laughs) maybe the animated one. There's like a little animated short that they put out that was really, really fun. But just just unless you like really love it and really want to see where where the Wachowski uh, Wachowskis went afterwards. I like if the 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 first matrix is a perfect standalone film that can that does does not need a follow-up especially the follow-up that it got is kind of crazy but yeah watch the first one 100 that's a great one okay go to number one all right so number one for me uh it's a movie that actually has not been released yet but i think it's coming out very very soon and that's creed three and the reason i I am, I'm a huge, everybody, I'm sure everybody assumes I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I love Star Wars, but my favorite movie of all time is is the the Rocky franchise. Um, I was born in 1979, so I was a child of the 80s and 90s, so I, I grew up as those those movies were being released, um, and I, I always loved them. They were always my, my favorite movies, and by extension, um, you know, when the original Creed came out, it was it was really, really good, and I really enjoyed the second one, so I am... Thoroughly looking forward to that one hitting the theaters. Mm. You know what's funny? I, I <laughs> you just put another one on my list at number six. <laughs> it's, it's, I never actually got around to watching Creed two. I thoroughly enjoyed watching Creed. I loved all the Rocky movies. I never got around to watching Creed two, so I'll, I'll have to throw that on there. But for this, my number one is Logan. I, I, again, it's like a lot of these like childhood movies that got remade or, or expanded. Um, and I never kind of got around to watching them and Wolverine when I was growing up, like Wolverine and Spider-Man were like the only two comic properties that I actually enjoyed. Like I'm a, even now I'm a uh, huge Superman hater. I, I don't really love Batman. Like he's fine. Um, the Christian Bale Batmans were, uh, Christian. Yeah. Christian Bale, um, by Christopher Nolan. That's. Those those three, they were good. I enjoyed them at the time. I've I haven't really rewatched them ever. But the thing that like I I loved as a kid was Wolverine, and I've heard amazing things about Logan, and I just have never gotten around to watching it. And I I like every time I see it, I'm like I should watch that, and then I don't. <laughs> it's yeah. just the twist of the brain. Yeah, you know what? You should watch it. It's very good. Yeah. Okay, that's an- another recommendation. <laughs> I've gotten a million of them. One one day I'll I'll listen. Um, all right. So this is going to mark me. Um, I have never watched any single Godfather movie through. So I would say it's probably the trilogy or at least through the first two. I've heard way too much about them and to never have watched. I've watched Goodfellas a hundred thousand times, um, mm-hmm. but I have never seen um, the Godfather all the way through or Godfather part two all the way through. So I've caught little bits. Um, I remember something about a toll booth, for instance, but I've never really watched, <laughs> never really sat and made the effort to watch them. Um, and look, I mean, with those casts and, and the story and all that, uh, how could I not? So that yeah. that's my number one. Mm. My number one is Top Gun 2. I've heard lots of good things about it. Awesome. 
I have seen Wait. the first one, but I have not seen the second one. It's awesome. Is it? Is that Maverick? Is that the one that like just came out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, awesome. Haven't seen that one either. Yeah. Now, wait, can I make one recommendation slash question for everybody? Because it, I, I like try to inva- evangelize for this movie. Since if you like, if you like Tom Cruise, Edge and, of Tomorrow, yes, yes, that I've movie's seen that, one. that movie's incredible. Edge. Edge. Oh, that good. A good movie. I'm glad everybody. I my partner had never seen it before, and we just watched it like I don't know last week or two weeks ago. She was like, "This is an amazing movie." And I was like, "It's fantastic." It's and you know what's funny? It's based on um a manga from Japan actually called oh, really? uh it's like wild uh, one of the maybe beyond the scope of this podcast, but if anybody likes reading weird stories about how stuff gets brought from Japan or other countries to America and like Americanized and westernized, look up the story of Edge of Tomorrow's name, what happened to the name on the DVD, why it's no longer called Edge of Tomorrow in America for some reason. It's wild. It's a crazy story. It's like a roller coaster ride. It's fantastic. Everybody should pay attention. It's it's great. Awesome. All right. Let's jump into some shout outs. Yoda, you want to go first? Yeah, sure I can. So first up, you know, just Kat and Fado, really appreciate you guys having us on. It was a really, really fun time tonight. Great conversation. So thank you so much for having us on. Um, Next shout out I've got is actually for one of my favorite people in the game. Uh, His name is Ace. You guys have probably heard his name before. And the reason I'm shouting him out, the reason I'm shouting him out is... He, he, I mean, he has to hold the Guinness World Record for giving one person the middle finger and the most amount of Discord servers, and that's me. <laughs> I mean, he, so I remember, like, I don't know, probably eight months ago, Kat reached out to me and she's like, hey, you know, Ace wants you to join the Red Thorn server, so just so he can give you the middle finger, I guess. <laughs> Extent that 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 that's gone, but no, it you know, honestly, it it makes me smile. Like every, it doesn't get old and it makes me smile. So love you, buddy. Um, next up, uh, I want to give a shout out to Mr. T here um, on the podcast, and, and really for um, we didn't really get into it this, th- that much, but T was the he was the leader of the Sons of Guns, you know, when I joined, and, and he was the leader of the Sons of Guns the whole time I was there, and um, you know, uh, I guess it was probably about a year ago. Um, you know, he had enough faith in me to to pass the reins of of leadership on to me. So T, you know, really appreciate you, you know, believing me to to be able to take on the clan. I uh, really appreciate it, my friend. Um, next up, I want to give a shout out to Mr. C-Note. Um, he recently started up a new podcast. Um, it is called Clash Tours. Um, and I, I don't want to give away the premise. Uh, he just released his, his first episode, the pilot episode about a week ago. Um, but the premise is really cool. Um, if you're a fan of podcasts and I, I'm, uh, or Clash of Clans podcast, and, and if you're listening to this, I'm suspecting you probably are. Go check that out. I really like the episode and the premise is, is really neat. Um, next. Cat and and Miss Folks, uh, T mentioned this at the at the top of the show, but really, you know, the amount of work that you guys did behind the scenes that that nobody probably besides T and I will ever see um, with us joining and coming over was was just amazing. Um, we couldn't have done it without you. It's, it's not like the the Sons of Guns is a small outfit, so to move over all those accounts and get everybody into the server and get the channels created and the roles, um, and you know, it's not lost on T and I, you know, how much work that was that you guys did. So we we really appreciate that. And then, you know, speaking with Miss, uh, sticking with Miss Folks, um, also uh, her work that she did behind the scenes on the five v five tournament was absolutely incredible. Again, like an unsung hero, unless you were in that inner circle seeing everything that she did, it's kind of hard for you to appreciate it. Um, and, and you know, she she was without a doubt. You know, I know 
that Cole and I get the get the credit because we were kind of the team captains. But she's not an honorary team captain. She she definitely was a team captain for that that event in my my book. So really appreciate everything that you did, Miss Folks. Um, and then lastly, um, just a shout out to you know my leadership team over in the Sons of Guns, uh, Luton Grind, Han Shot First, Acer. Really appreciate all that you guys do. You guys are super awesome and, and make my job so much more easier. So shout out to all you guys and gals. That's what I got. Hey. Man, Yoda, you did an amazing job. Uh, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to like say, you know, thank you for the for the nod, man. But you've been crushing it uh, as leadership. Like, I, I don't think there was a single thing that I could have done better in the entire year of your leadership, and that's coming from someone that's like a, a, a pretty full of themselves, pretty pretty confident in their abilities. Like you're you're crushing it. Um, I, I think we are in a better place than Sons of Guns has ever been. And like your shepherdship of not just Sons of Guns, but the events that you participate in, how you bring everybody um, with you whenever possible, the support you show everybody, it's it's truly incredible. Um, you're the the right man for the job, and I, I could not have made a better decision. There's nobody else that I would rather um, have handed off the, the, the reins to. And man, you're just killing it. Um, Specifically for people that maybe he might not have mentioned, uh, I just want to shout out specifically Cole for always having our back um, in every tournament that we've ever entered and always trying to like reach out. He's also given us base links that is kind of ridiculous to me that he's given away some of his, his product. Uh, he's just a really great guy. Uh, I'm glad to have him with us. Um let me see, man. I, I just I want to reiterate the amount of work, specifically in Discord, because from our previous uh, Clash family, I was one of the main people in charge of running the Discord, and I know, oh man, do I know how much work goes behind the scenes, and not just for what we did and what we needed, but for the rest of the server, I can't even imagine. And I'm I'm kind of glad I don't have to manage. If I'm I'm being honest, the amount of work that Cat and Fox put in there, you you two are incredible. Um, CFF is lucky to have you. We're lucky to have you guys. Uh, and it's it's really been amazing to watch as somebody who's spent multiple years trying to organize a server to like come in and be like, wait a minute, you guys are not just doing things better. You're doing things easier. Like that's, that's truly incredible. Um, it's, it's been humbling to watch for sure. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much like Yoda, you nailed it, man. Uh, there's not really many other people for me to shout out. Uh, just a quick shout out to Nova for providing some of our, uh, latest logos and graphics and all that kind of stuff for the different clans. Um, which, you know, Cat and Fox, you guys kind of put up for us anyways. So uh, shout out to you guys again. But yeah, that that's all I got. Awesome. Fado, how about you? I'd like to shout out our two wonderful guests, T, Yoda. Thank you so much. Um, this has been um, just a, a pretty fun ride tonight. So uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for doing what you do. And thanks for being in the CFF. Uh, shouting out Cat and Fox and... Um, you know the whole crew really um what it takes to to run red thorn to run cff um and even um miss sids you know with all the work she does editing our podcast so thank you mm -hmm. very much and um well shout out to peter too um i know i shouted <laughs> him out last time but um geez it, it's weird um but uh i'll get over that um my shout outs are to 
Yoda and T, thank you guys for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And Yoda, you stole my shout out for C Note. <laughs> so but I'll shout Same. him out again because uh, you know, excited to to see what he does with his show and, and looking forward to the next episode. And thank you everybody for listening. The CFF is a family of clans and games such as Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, and many of the other Supercell games. We love to provide content via podcasts and other media. You can visit the Clash Files Discord to apply to any of our clans or to support our pods and events. As always, please send us your comments, ideas, and questions on Twitter at RedthornCOC or join the Clash Files Discord at discord.gg slash clashfiles. Mm-hmm.